beautiful music. Jesus deserves it all. I love that line in there, peace and joy at the birth of one small boy. Yeah, we hear it a lot at this time of year. You see it on bumper stickers, etc. You know, keep Christ in Christmas. And, I mean, rightly so. I mean, it's a great sentiment. You know, there's so much hustle and bustle. There are so many activities, uh, good and wholesome activities, so many that, that, that just, you know, fill our lives. And that's great, but they can pull us off center. And so it's, it's always good to be reminded, keep Christ in Christmas. Here's an interesting statistic. Four out of five Americans believe that Christmas should be more about Jesus. 70% of Americans say that Christmas would be a much better holiday with a, a, a distinct Jesus Christ focus. So I'm saying this to you this morning, you know, here you are in church. You say, well, why are you saying this to us? We're here in church. We're trying to keep Christ at the center of Christmas. And, that, that's, and I'm so glad you're here. That's true. But I, I, I bring all this up to say it, what, what that sentiment is all about, I'm going to do this morning. I'm going to put Christ right in the middle, right at the center of our uh, beginning of our Christmas week right here at Stone Hill. And hopefully in doing that and putting Christ right in the center of your heart as you come into this Christmas week. I'm about to tell the story of the very first Christmas. Hundreds of years before Christmas was even a word. It's a simple story. It's a rustic story. It's a story that is at times filled with palaces and kings. And at other times filled with simple peasants and flocks and fields. It's a story that has moments of great joy other moments of confusion, moments of disdain and hatred, moments of surrender and faith in the living God. In our cultural moment here in 2019, it's good to hear this story again. It's kind of like, if you, you know, if you go to a real fancy restaurant, They'll often, between certain courses, they'll serve you a palate cleanser, like some sherbet that will kind of cleanse out the taste that you just had to prepare you for the taste coming up. And this story is kind of like a, a, a palate cleanser. It, it cleanses out all the stuff and prepares us for what's coming up. It, it washes away all the wild and the crazy and the good and the busy of the Christmas season. I'm telling the story as told in the four Gospels. So I'll be borrowing from all four of them, mostly Matthew's Gospel and Luke's Gospel. They're the ones that talk the most about the actual events of the birth of the Messiah. But I'll also be bringing in a little bit of Mark and a little bit of John. And we're going to pick the story up almost at the beginning with the announcement to Mary by the angel that she 
She's not yet married. She's still a virgin. She is going to have a child, a son, and that this child will be the promised Messiah, the fulfillment of all her and every other Jew's greatest of hopes. Now, one final comment before I, I, I start here, and that is if you're seated like down front here, um, you're kind of in the, the drama zone. So most of you aren't in that, but some of you are. If you want to be in the drama zone, if you want to kind of be there when, so I can bring you into the narrative, now's your time to come down front. If you don't want to be in the drama zone, now's your time to stand up and walk to the back of the sanctuary. But I'm not seeing any motion, so I think I'm assuming that people that are happy where they are. Here we go. Christmas, Christmas, according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, God sent his angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, who was a descendant of King David. And the virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, for the Lord is with you. Now, Mary was greatly troubled at his words. She wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. For you will be with child and give birth to a son. You're to give him the name Jesus. And Jesus will be great. He will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his, his father, King David. And he will reign over the house of Israel forever. Jesus' kingdom will never end. Mary replied, But how can this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come down upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so that Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. She who was said to be childless She's now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Mary answered, I, I am the Lord's servant. 
may it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Elizabeth's home and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and she was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed in a loud voice, Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the child that you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Uh, How blessed is she? How blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has spoken to her will be accomplished? And then Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. And holy is his name. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months. And then she returned home. And Mary was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And because Joseph was a righteous man, he did not want to expose Mary to public disgrace. And so he resolved to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union with her until she gave birth. And this is how the birth of Jesus came about. In those days, Caesar Augustus, Caesar Augustus, issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. So everyone went up to his own town to register. Joseph also went up to register from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea 
to Bethlehem, the town of David, because Joseph belonged to the house and to the line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was now great with child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in strips of cloth. And then she placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. There were shepherds. Shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks, flocks, flocks. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said, do not, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be to all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born for you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with that angel a great company of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom God's favor rests. After the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Joseph and Mary and the baby who was lying in a manger. And when they saw him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And everyone who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary, she treasured up all these things. She pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned to their flocks. They were glorifying and praising God for everything that they had seen and heard, which was just as the angels had told them. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was given the name Jesus. The name that the angel had given to him before he had been conceived. And then Joseph and Mary took the child Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord.
Now, there was in Jerusalem a man named Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die until he saw the Lord's Messiah. So, moved by the Holy Spirit, Simeon went into the temple courts. And when the child's parents brought Jesus in to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took the child in his arms and said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, the mother, this child, This child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword Pierce your own soul, too. There was also a prophetess named Anna. She was the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. Anna was very old. She had lived for seven years after her marriage with her husband, And then she was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but she worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. And coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God for the child. And then she spoke about him to everyone who was looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. After Joseph and Mary had completed everything that was required by the law of the Lord, they left. Later, wise men, magi from the east, came to Jerusalem and said, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We've seen his star in the east. We've come to worship him. (laughs) When King Herod heard this, he was greatly disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And after he had summoned together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, where is the Messiah to be born? 
And they answered, In Bethlehem of Judea. For this is what the prophets have written. You, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come one who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. (laughs) Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly. And he found out from them the exact time that the star had appeared. And then he sent the wise men to Bethlehem. He said, go, make careful search for the child. And as soon as you find him, report back to me so that I too may go and worship him. After the wise men had heard the king, they went on their way. And and that star that they had seen in the east... It now went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when the wise men saw the star, they were overjoyed. But coming to the house, coming to the house, they saw the child, Jesus, with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and they worshipped the child. And then they opened up their treasures and they presented him with gifts of gold and of frankincense and of myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by a different route. After they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. And he said, get up, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So Joseph got up in the middle of the night. He took Mary and the child and he escaped to Egypt where he stayed until after the death of King Herod. And so was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet out of Egypt. I have called my son. Now, when Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. And he gave orders, kill all the boys in Bethlehem, two years old and under, in accordance with the time that he had found out the wise men. And so, 
was fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice is heard in Ramah. It's, it's a voice of weeping and mourning. It, it's the voice of Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because her children are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, get up, take the child and his mother and return to the land of Israel. And so Joseph got up. He took the child and his mother and returned to the land of Israel. And the child grew. He became strong. He was filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. We beheld his glory. The glory of the one and only beloved son of the father. Full of grace and truth. For God did not send this son of his into the world to condemn the world. He sent his son into the world so that the world through him might be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest. Merry Christmas.